Alrighty, welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute. It's a daily podcast in which we analyze Dawn of Justice by each individual minute. My name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And I'm Nathan. You can also find me on social media at No Clutch Nate. And I'm Father David Mowry, a Roman Catholic priest for the Diocese of Joliet in Illinois. Hello, hello. Thank you for joining us on this uh it's an all right podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a fine uh, podcast. It's a heroic podcast, both in terms of content and the effort put into it, because these are not short movies. Yeah, we, we've definitely felt. Uh, <laughs> we, yeah, yeah, we realize that. This is a, yeah, this is. Yeah, uh, I think I it think this is, this is up there with uh, some of the other longer m- movies by minute podcasts. This is a uh, hundred and eighty seven adventure and uh we're about yeah we're we're, we've just gotten over halfway through it um but you know we're about to we're about to get in the third act hopefully in about half an hour Uh, (laughs) still still a little bit of the second act left to go here still a lot of rising tension Mm -hmm. absolutely um but cool thank you for joining us uh we actually yeah yeah no problem um, we actually met at the movies by movies by minutes convention thing. Get together, meet up, yeah. <laughs> good time. Like, I don't know what exactly the name of it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah we was, met it in, was Chicago. in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were talking about Superman. We we're talking about Star Wars, and uh, you know, they kind of uh, Zack Snyder, the director of this film, he's a huge Star Wars fan, and. Uh, this week that we're going to be talking about felt very, uh, to me at least, I felt like had some of his love for Star Wars kind of bleeded into this film a bit, uh, quite a bit. Even so much that I think when we did Man of Steel, Nate and I was talking about how this trilogy that is supposedly Man of Steel, Dawn of Justice, and the Justice League, you probably, well, I don't know about Justice League. I haven't gotten there yet. But these first two films, you can almost kind of put together a uh, a parallel between A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back a bit. Um, Does that make Batman so, the Empire? Yeah, I think Batman's a villain. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. So, oh, interesting. Oh. Yeah, I, I think, uh, so Superman is, is very, to me, is still the protagonist of this whole trilogy. And, you know, Batman is, is uh, he is a villain in this film, but he's saved by Superman's sacrifice and all that. We'll get there. We'll get there. Um, One minute at a time. One minute at a time. Yeah, Yeah, we try. (laughs) Um, But I wanted to get your opinion on the show because uh, we were talking so much in Chicago. I was like, yo, I got to have you on the show. It would be really awesome. But I wanted to get your kind of thoughts on on this film. I don't know how many times you've you've seen it. There's two versions, a theatrical version and extended version. And I wanted to kind of get your feelings about it and just as a overall movie before we kind of started going minute by minute through it sure well i'll i'll fess up that it's always good when a priest is honest i've only seen the movie once uh i saw it uh after it was finished in theaters and i figured oh well this has come out i should see it once and i just saw the one uh theatrical release for it uh i became aware in doing research for this week that there was an extended version which helped explain why the uh, minutes that I was reviewing for the for 
for our discussion this week didn't match up with what I remember happening. Boy, I know, minute 106. I don't remember the scene on the mountaintop happening all that later in the movie. Um, overall, as a film, it was fine. I, I didn't really enjoy it. Now, I, I hear that the extended cut adds a whole half an hour of more material mm-hmm. to <laughs> to explain some things that weren't all that great, uh, uh, weren't all that um, well explained in the uh, theatrical cut. And you know, if a movie needs another half hour to make sense, I don't, I don't know if it's that good of a movie. Um, you know, I saw Man of Steel uh, when it came out in theaters, and. It, it had promise to it. I, I liked some of the things that Snyder was and his writers were trying to do with the, the Superman mythos, but I feel like something got dropped a little bit in this movie because there was just too much story to tell and not enough movie. It's almost as if they needed to break this movie into two different parts in order to, and rather two different installments to explain everything that was going on. Uh, there are some really interesting themes going on in the movie and you have been thinking about star wars you'll be watching these minutes uh i've been thinking about well coming from my professional opinion i've been thinking about god a lot as i was watching these minutes and there are a lot of great religious themes going through here that don't quite land the way i think snyder and his writers wanted them to just because of uh who superman is who batman is and the way these characters are transforming into these almost mythic figures in our culture, you know, coming from the pages of the comic book and now occupying a, a, a place in the popular imagination that almost goes beyond what they were originally written to be. And I think Snyder's making something of a commentary on that. Uh, I mean, that, that said, my favorite part of the movie is Wonder Woman. And so that was great. I like that. <laughs> You're not alone. Yeah. I, I, yeah. <laughs> I I agree. I think Wonder like I went to go see this film, um, very pro Wonder Woman. Like that's who I came to see in this film. But yeah, absolutely. I would love to hear as we go through these these minutes. Tell me what didn't work for you and how you think it should have gone. Like how it should have landed. Oh boy! How, get, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> as, as we go through, yeah. I I think just overall, uh, overall, the. I just don't think the actors were up to the task of this. And for whatever reason, just Ben Affleck just kind of seems off his game in this movie. He's just not given enough to do. And he just sort of grimly stares ahead most of the movie. And Henry Cavill is fine. I think he actually does some of his best acting in the minutes we're talking about this week. But overall, I just don't, I don't buy him as Superman, I guess. Well, at least from the neck up. I mean, like from the neck down, yes, he's got the physique down, no problem. <laughs> but I just, I don't see Superman in the way that he approaches situations. It's it's all still a little, it's just a little grim for me. Maybe it's just because I'm more of a Star Wars guy and I, I, I can be okay with a little bit of goofiness in the middle of a serious story, but there's just, there's just no jokes in this movie. <laughs> no one is having any fun and it's, it's, it's a little tough to sit through. No. Yeah. I mean, there, yeah, it, it's, it's a very uh, polarizing film. Like some people are, are very much about like, yes, this is what I want. Mm-hmm. And some people are like, you know, that's not for me. Like they, mm-hmm. like, I understand where you're going with it, and that's mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. But that's not how I wanted it 
to go and that you know it's all preference really so yeah um it's a but movie. yeah so before we start yeah we, we're mentioning star wars a lot and uh you uh for people who don't know you are kind of a returning guest now on on star wars minute right like, i was only of... on there the one time i was i was uh pulled uh out of uh, my name got pulled out of a hat to be on one of the uh fan guest weeks for star wars minute and so i got to Talk about everyone's favorite attack of the clones uh, for that. <laughs> so, you know, I, I was a big fan of Star Wars Minute and uh, have a lot of respect for uh, Pete and Alex, the hosts of the show, starting this whole Movies by Minutes. Well, I shouldn't say start, but popularizing this Movies by Minute format. And uh, it, it was great that they picked the movies that are nearest and dearest to my heart, the ones that I can easily watch over and over again. Yes, even the prequels I could stand to watch again and again, because there's just there's something something really special about it. So it was a real delight to uh, talk with them, even if it was about my least favorite Star Wars movie. It was still a lot of fun to, to talk about it with them. That's awesome. Nate, how do you feel about Attack of the Clones? <laughs> uh, what, do you, what do you mean? I'm a, I'm a big fan of all the prequels, man. You know this. All Star Wars. There's all no Star such Wars. thing as bad Star Wars. No such Guys, thing. like, come on. Yeah, right. Even bad Star Wars is still a lot of fun. It's still Star Wars, yeah. It's mm -hmm. like, yo, that's still, it's the, hey, that still exists in that universe. Just, all right, cool. <laughs> all righty. Well, cool then. Well, then let's get started. So today yeah. on Dawn of Justice, we're talking about minute number 106, which starts with uh, Kal-El reaching the top of the mountains and then ends with Jonathan Kent telling Cal a story. Uh, insightful anecdote. In uh, insightful uh, anecdote. I'm going <laughs> to argue that it's a parable later right. on, but we'll, we'll get to that when we get to the meat of it later on. Yeah, it's a, it's a very interesting... Uh, event that's happening here and a lot of questions you know just, <laughs> i have so many questions about yeah, this scene. Most, what, what is happening how is farm dad here uh nate you want to take a guess well mark some may call it sorcery but i know it as magic what's the difference uh, no, i think that was a joke that i made on something else that i was listening to um well i mean this is either like it's hard to think that like a Kryptonian can get uh, like altitude visions or whatever you want to mm -hmm. call them. Yeah. I don't yeah. think that that's not, that just doesn't happen. Uh, I think that there is some sort of something happening in these mountains. Um, I, we do know that magic does exist in this universe, you know, suicide squad. Hey, that happened. I think that uh, it's that like true. maybe like he wanted this vision to happen and like, whatever is going on in this mountain just like it happened like it just that's and this is like what he wants to hear that's my argument through i think today and tomorrow's minute like i don't know if this is what cal actually is wanting to hear his dad say so it's his maybe mind like subconsciously is just, this yeah. is something he wanted so to it's encounter. just happening mm -hmm. now mm -hmm. um you know there's no kryptonian ship that's like making jor-el pop up like we saw in last movie so that's not happening Right, because like, they've established that it's a hologram. They've also established, yeah. I mean, they've also established weird stuff being seen earlier in this movie, but it was all dream sequences. So I feel like yeah, Bruce Wayne exactly. spends half the movie asleep, <laughs> uh, which may or may not be a commentary <laughs> on Ben Affleck's acting. I don't know. 
So it, it's not Ayo. a dream. And it's, it's, I agree. It's not the low oxygen getting to his brain, although he still feels the need to, to wear a very nice knit cap, even though he is Superman and probably isn't all that yeah. affected by the cold. Yeah, I guess he doesn't want to stand out. I, I think we have to accept that it's a ghost of some kind. Because he's yeah. giving he's giving uh, Kal El or Clark or however you want to know him I know him as Superman uh, how he's giving him information that he doesn't already know so if it's something in part of his subconscious it's he's remembering a, a story his dad told him perhaps yeah but mm, it's a story see, he's this, never heard before nah it's, see like that's again like that story really only applies because Clark has these powers and he's trying to be well we learn it we'll tomorrow. get we'll get to that later on yeah it's just all right so that being said i think it's some sort of vision uh that cal is wanting yeah. to, to to manifest and mm-hmm. it's just it just so happens to be there because maybe some sort of magic is happening these yeah days. he's doing, doing a lot of soul this? searching right now he's yeah. he's trying to find yeah. an answer and he's he on is... the top of a mountain <laughs> well, yeah, that, that was one of the notes that I had. Um, mountains in scripture are places of theophany, a place where God reveals himself. Yeah. You look at Moses on Sinai, Elijah's experience with the small whispering voice, and then even the Mount of Transfiguration when Jesus is revealed in his glory to his disciples. Mountains are these places, not just in scripture, but throughout human history that hold sacred value. You are closer to heaven on the heights of a mountain. So here's Clark up into the heights and he encounters the dead there. So there is this kind of, there's a symbolism going on here that this is a sacred place. He's on holy ground. Because of course, what's farm dad doing? He's building a cairn. He's building this pile of stones, which are often burial mounds. So my question is, whose grave is it? Whose grave is it? See, that was... that was my question. Like, like I don't know what he like. Is he we maintaining see, we the see grave? A, we see his father's ghost. Yeah. And there's the thing that he's building, and I didn't know. I didn't even know the name of it. I didn't know what it represented. I just wrote down like he's building a monument of some sorts. Like, uh, and I don't know why. Why would that? Why would that ghost be building that? Like, what would that? Why? You know, kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> a question I asked often watching these minutes. Why? Just why? Because the first thought is, okay, is it a grave for, is like farm dad building his own grave? That seems odd because he's, I'm sure he has a, a very nice bit of land in the cemetery back in Smallville. Is he, is it building a grave because of all the people who just died in the Capitol bombing? Is, is death on Clark's mind so much that he encounters this vision of a ghost building a grave? The other thing Cairns did, these these piles of stones, they would also be trail markers. They would be um, points that people would follow, you know, mostly in countries where there were a lot of spare rocks, like Ireland and Scotland. You, know, you got a lot of rocks that you dig up out of the ground as you do the farming. And so you put those rocks to use either by building walls or by making these landmarks. So is this, if it's not a grave, maybe it's a trail marker because Clark wants to find his way forward. I'm doing a lot of work to try to understand what's going on in this minute. So I don't feel like I should have <laughs> as to you do. Should. Welcome to the show. Yeah. yeah, you agreed to it, man. You agreed to it. Okay, fair enough. Um, no, that's awesome. I it's like extremely that. insightful. Yeah. I just, I like, 
but the grave that that thing's real. It's there, Jonathan. I mean, Kenny's in, in, uh, in Everest, they know their trail markers by yeah, sim- similar stuff like that. Although I don't <laughs> think people are people. Yeah. What are these mountains? Are these the Rockies? Aha. Oh, good question. I think, yeah. See, like my my argument is I'm putting myself in the DC universe, so I'm not mm-hmm. in actual real places. So, like in my oh. opinion, it's Nanda Parbat. So, like there is magic that happens Gesundheit. in the mountains. Aha. <laughs> I, I, I've only ever watched the uh, the Paul Denny and Bruce Tim animated series for Batman and Superman. I'm not a big comic books fan, so you're going to have to explain a little bit of the lore there to me. Uh, do they? I think maybe they'd go to... They had some Ra's al Ghul episodes in yeah, those, uh, yeah. Bruce Tim. Yeah, okay, so I'm pretty sure there's a part... Oh, maybe they go to Blue Haven. I don't know. I think it's also <laughs> when Nightwing's introduced. It's, um, you know, magic happens there. <laughs> <laughs> oh i see like, mm, okay that explains so, yeah yeah pretty 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 broad explanation um oh, it, it seems characters that but the way that the way oh. a farm dad is talking it seems like it's the rockies because he's talking about, it's all down here to the floodplain farm at the bottom of the world he's, he's talking about their farm in kansas being downhill from where they are there yeah, see, and I didn't know if he was just saying that because they're both Kansas men or like mm-hmm. literally these mountains are often tracked by people of Kansas because it's like right next to them kind of thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. but the kid but, asking for American money. Yeah, exactly. So I'm thinking they're just Kansas men and he's like making yeah. a joke. But mm-hmm. the the quote he did say about uh, the farm at the bottom of the world, yeah. I felt like, so he's he's giving this idea that like, oh, we've kind of hit rock bottom as like a metaphor. Like, and that's why mm. we've come up to the mountains to mm-hmm. like kind of uh, see things more clearly. And yeah. uh, so I that's that. how I took that. And um, so... And they live know, on the like, they live on the plan cake. Excuse me, they live on the, the flat pancake of Kansas. And so they're, they're drawn to these heights. And I think there's, there can be a, a metaphor there for, you know, the... The, the spiritual significance that mountains have in our human imagination that we leave flat reality behind and ascend up into the mountains looking for some kind of experience. It's one of the things I love about Tolkien because he'll talk about mountains marching at the edges of adventure and how the hobbits are fascinated by mountains because it's so outside of their experience. So there's there's something similar here where these men who have lived in ordinary ways have come up into the mountains. Now, Jonathan has done that because he's died. Clark is doing it because that's who he is. He's meant to rise. He's meant to fly and ascend because that's who he is. So it's it's a place where there's this kind of bleeding between our world and the next world. There's there's something supernatural going on because well, he's talking to a ghost. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that's where it kind of brought me into... Um, so this whole thing that we've been trying to parallel, like the original trilogy with like this Superman trilogy that we're kind of gotten here and now. Like, so... Um, what are you trying to compare it to Luke? Yeah, he's seeing like a force ghost, kind of. And he's getting he's getting insightful knowledge and stuff. Like, like I'm, I'm seeing something of that sort. And then like mm-hmm. in tomorrow's minute, we'll get into some... I don't know, man. Episode so I, I haven't watched that minute yet, talk. so I don't know what you're talking about. Oh yeah, we're not there. Yet. But <laughs> I, hey man, you don't get kind of like an old Ben kind of. Hey feel. man, sometimes old Ben was a liar. 
<laughs> from a certain point of view, yes. Yeah, so, well, you know, Jonathan Kent not known for giving the best advice, though. I mean, as we saw in Man of Steel, yeah, he was kind of trying to handle. Thing. What do I do with this super kid? What do I tell him to do? So, yeah. at least in that sense, Jonathan Kent is at least as helpful as Obi Wan. Yeah. All right, you got me. That's okay. Right. So, right. Yeah. If we're gonna question one character, we gotta question them all now. <laughs> yeah. This is how life goes. But so, uh, yeah, the the. And I guess we really won't be able to, to get into it until tomorrow. But like sometimes these quotes that that are, are like kind of bits of ad, advice throughout the film in this film, like they're pretty uh, debatable. Like some people are about it. Some people are, are not about it. And, you know, just but for right now in this minute, we just kind of get kind of like uh, the preamble of the of the fable kind of. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if it's a fable because I don't know if it. I don't know if this actually happened between them, that they have this conversation or not, or it's like, is this ghost literally telling him this story as if he's never heard it? Because, you know, uh, Clark, Cal, Superman, whatever, <laughs> he, he's, uh, he's got this look, and, and Henry Cavill's uh, nonverbal acting is always so superb, and he's, he's a here, he's like, uh, my dad's here. Yeah, I love thing. his like, confusion. He has no idea what's going on. He's got this look. What? That's what? No. How? What? And Kent, uh, Jonathan is just launching into it while Clark is still trying to wrap his mind around what exactly is happening. And it's so weird because, like, I mean, I guess in Man of Steel you had the excuse of the ship creating Jor-El and mm-hmm. like the the dream sequence with him and Zod. So like. I understand him like catching on quickly to that, but then still, man, like you fly up into the upper atmosphere, you do things <laughs> super extraordinary on the on the reg, and then yet, I guess because it's like someone so close to you, and it was like like your dad's death was so impactful, like Jonathan Kent's death was so impactful to him yeah. that you would never expect to to see a ghost, even though you do all these things, all these super feats, and I guess it is that surprising. Um, that was the last big loss in his life. Not, you know, since, um, yeah, what happened at the Capitol building. So like, I feel Mm -hmm. like, you know, he's just gone through something very traumatic and maybe this is just a product of the the post-traumatic stress. And now he's here and he's, he's kind of getting like this vision from his father kind of thing. PTSD Superman. Well, I mean, Bruce Wayne obviously has PTSD and he's got like the nightmares throughout the film. So, you know, Mm -hmm. maybe these things these things uh, these repercussions man you know and this is definitely the last thing that clark needs so he's just had this major failure as hero he's lost the lives of all these people he's doubting himself and who does he find the one important father figure in his life whose death haunted him and has gone unresolved for all these years so the last interaction mm-hmm. they had was jonathan standing at the door of cart and holding out his hand and shaking his head and that was the last time they interacted and Clark yeah. was distraught in that scene of Man of Steel. So this this is the last, this is not a very therapeutic moment for him. So I can understand his confusion because he would have all this emotion welling up and trying to figure yeah. out how to take advantage of this particular moment. Yeah, which is really good. I mean, that had to have been a thought when they were making this. It's like, yo, how do you make Superman surprised he's seeing a ghost? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Is that, so do you yeah. think they're, uh, they don't, uh, how do you say it? Do you think this isn't what he needs right now? Or, I mean, yeah, maybe it's not what you want right at that moment, but maybe it's something that you need to hear, kind of. Can you ask me that tomorrow? I don't know. I was asking both of you. I don't know. 
Well, right now, Clark is not receiving it as good news. He is confused. He's perplexed and he's trying Mm -hmm. to figure out just what the hell is happening. No, it's definitely uh, it's like adding a little more weight onto the onto the scale, you know, like I I just had to deal with all this and I came here to clear my head. And now here's force ghost dad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, call him dead man, dad, keep it in the universe. Oh, dead man. <laughs> no, nah, I don't know. No, because then we're just adding a whole new character. That yeah, wasn't even I don't the movie. know about that. <laughs> Jonathan Kent is now the titular superhero dead man. <laughs> I don't know. That would yes, be a really more superheroes. <laughs> yeah. We didn't have enough yeah. in this movie. Let's add more. Keep adding them. Just keep adding. Everyone gets to be a superhero, okay? Yeah. We're, we're trying to build this universe out for them. <laughs> um, you make it smaller. Sure. Do we, is that? Uh, are we all good on this one? Or anyone have any closing notes for today's minute before we jump over to the hard hitting? Yeah. Wh- who? Where did the subtitles come from again? The uh, was it an automated thing? I don't think it's automated. You didn't do it, right? I didn't do it. I don't. But have someone it. did it, right? Someone did it. Man, someone was real lazy on the shift button. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> There's uncapitalized eyes. Welcome back to Grammar Minute. <laughs> uh, is that grammar? It's spelling and grammar. I don't know. Yeah. Wait, it is grammar if you forget to capitalize things, because that's part of grammar. Okay. Mrs. McGillicuddy will definitely mark you down if you don't uh, capitalize your eyes. Hey, man, you got to do it. That's not me saying it. That's just the way the world works. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, the, the last um, thing—the last thing I had uh, was uh, just a little something, a little feature that I wanted to do this week that I'm going to call Christ and the Cape. Just kind of talking about oh, the please. parallels between um, the religious themes in this movie and uh, my forte, which is uh, specifically Roman Catholic theology. So uh, in, for, for this moment and this, I just wanted to call out um, the similarities in anthropology. So anthropology is normally a word we associate with like Indiana Jones or archaeologists who go and reconstruct the lives of people who lived in the past. Theologically speaking, anthropology is the study of what is the human being in relationship to God? How do we understand the human being theologically? And superhero movies as a whole have a low anthropology, which is to say that superhero movies have a low opinion of human ability. Normal human beings cannot deal with evil. You can have as many police officers and firefighters and military personnel as you want. You are not going to be able to face down the evil that threatens the scope of the world. Then there comes the superheroes in order to uh, uh, meet the challenges that ordinary human beings can't handle. And so there's a a big similarity in the superhero low anthropology to the Christian anthropology, because Christians also view human beings as weak and prone to fail. And we're unable to get ourselves out of the messes we put ourselves in through our sin, through our evil. And we need something from the outside to enter into our condition and save it. So I think this kind of low anthropology is is much more pronounced in the DC movies uh, than it is in the Marvel movies. I I think in Man of Steel, we saw that because we leaned pretty heavily on the military in Man of Steel and also here in uh, later moments of Dawn of Justice, where they are ineffective and they're just powerless in the face of these great big godlike aliens that come down from the sky. 
Um, whereas in the Marvel universe, uh, there's a much, there's a slightly more positive view of human efforts because you see how the, like in the Avengers, you can see how the police officers are able to help uh, manage the crowds and take direction from Captain America and so on and so forth. But there is that sort of similarity in uh, those theological ideas. I just, I just find that really interesting. I found that incredibly interesting. Uh, I would think, thankfully, I hit the record button, so yeah. we have this now. <laughs> but that was awesome. No, I that that was yeah, it's amazing. You're going to be doing this all week. Oh, I'm excited. <laughs> I hope so. Oh yeah, so that that was that was for the just a, just a little taste of something to come because we got because we understand. Uh, I think this is a good moment to think about it because we've got uh, Clark's farm dad here. You know, we got this human character, um, and mm-hmm. I think it's the, this kind of idea of the the inability of human beings to deal with evil is, is a good theme to keep in mind as we uh, as we keep hearing what this little parable, this little story is about. Yeah, absolutely, and you know, moving forward or throughout the film, or even looking backwards. Um, and Man of Steel and stuff like Superman, uh, his his motivation, his his character, who, who how he's defined as a person, I think can you can trace it back to some of the uh, the efforts that some of the human characters have to go through. Lois Lane is a, a very daring and courageous person, and although the odds are almost always stacked against her, she 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 wants to go out there and get the story and and do what's right and make sure that's reported correctly and all that, and she's. Her her ethics are are very sound, and, and he mm-hmm. he likes that, and in that like molds his character more. So does his father, um, and stuff like that. And then even uh, Colonel Nathan Hardy, he against all odds took on an entire alien invasion, and and you know, despite being a human, like he tried to do the right thing, and and he succeeded. Yeah, and so like uh, now in this film, we'll we'll get some. <laughs> We'll actually talk about them later. We get some characters that are, are are not doing the right thing, but then you know, maybe Superman can influence them to not be so. Mm. <laughs> we will have we will have to see. Yeah, fingers crossed. All righty, guys. Well, we're gonna go ahead and wrap up for today. But if you enjoyed everything you heard, you can find us on all social media at DCEU Minute and toolmedia.com. You can check out our other podcasts as well. And uh, the Facebook group, the DC Cinematic Minute Listener Society. Find us on there. Let us know what you about, thought about today's episodes. Let us know uh, if you have any of your own theories about what's going on in this minute, like how are people here, or why are they here, or how are we hearing these stories. Just uh, let, let, the, let the theories flow. Let's chat it up. Chat it up. Mm-hmm. And we'll catch you guys tomorrow for another episode of Donna Justice Minute.